for the listener, we just mulliganed 15 minutes. Um, it was high quality content. High that quality you don't content. Don't get to hear. That's behind the paywall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's behind. It's <laughs> it's behind the non-existent paywall. Uh, we talked about Jewel for 15 minutes. I couldn't remember the name for headphones. Yes. Uh, well, welcome to Green and Lewis, episode three. Yay! The Rusty Boys. The Rusty Burnt Boys. I think our brains just melted today. Yeah, yeah. We went to the beach today, and our brains are melted, and we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks, so uh, we are trying our best. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I, just trying my best. I'm liter- there are parts of my body that are the color of uh, a windscreen My microphone room. windscreen, for the listener, is the color of Bozo the Clown's nose. So that's my back and my ankles and the top of my feet. On a scale of 1 to 10, Will is a 9 on the lobster scale. I, I've been done boiled, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I should be out of the pot in about two minutes. Yep. Um, so we have things to discuss. We have a backlog of information, yeah. stories, things. Again, I still want to put Trevor on blast for having you schlep all this recording equipment and then not using it. So Yeah, yeah. So, Trevor. shame on you, Good thing you fell in a pool. Trevor and Graham both, shame on you. Yeah, Trevor. How did you fall in a pool? To be honest, I only kind of remember because I was pretty drunk and it was two o'clock in the morning. Fair. Um, but he and Graham were arguing about something comically. They weren't seriously uh. arguing about something. And he got up out of his chair to storm around. And obviously it's dark. We were having a fire in his backyard. Uh. And the kiddie pool was a few steps behind his chair. And he just bit it ate shit in right the pool. in all of his clothes phone in pocket Aww. face down well into one foot of water well you know that <laughs> that pixel phone you can just put it in a bag of rice it'll be fine tomorrow morning oh my god yeah um don't get me started on the pixel phone it's not good content but my god if you can't send people links that work because they have the green bubbles oof i, I cast mean, you out my it, mom has the same ugh. phone so hey i don't think i can be friends with anybody with green bubbles I mean, there's been a lot of think pieces about the, like, blue bubble, like, you know, high horsery. Really? Like, people think it's a it's a, it's a classist thing? It's a thing. classist. Like, I don't talk to... Like, it's also on, like, people of a certain neighborhood in Manhattan, say, East, uh, East Village, that area. You know, if you're 26 and work in media, we'll be like, I won't, I can't date him. He's got a green bubble. No way. People are getting rejected on Tinder yeah. because of green bubble. Uh huh. Wow. They'll go on a date and they'll be like, oh, fuck this guy. He's, he's a he's poor. A poor. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I mean, you can also have this busted piece of shit iPhone SE. Yeah, that's the weird thing, right? Is like having blue bubbles doesn't mean you're have Rich. any status yeah. at all. No. You could have an iPhone 3 and you would still, you know. Would it? I don't even know if it would still work. That, I don't think that they probably bricked. At a point, um, I know people have fives still or whatever. It's yeah. like, but yeah, rejected based on green bubbles. Mm-hmm. Damn, well, I have to say I understand it. I'm I'm with Kim West Village on this one. It's a Becky Kim That's Kardashian not Kim. West Village. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> That's a pun. I like a pun. Um, yeah. Okay. See, we're <laughs> we're not as pun. we're not I as like rusty a, as I, I like thought. a pun. All right. All right. So. Yeah. So what the fuck are we talking about? You, they were arguing he fell in a pool. Oh, um, yeah. There's so not really much list. more to it than that. I mean, it was okay. And you're going to add something to the terrible cursed object collection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted Which to... I think is disgusting. I'm surprised you knew about this, actually. Is this like a widespread story? It was on Due by Friday. Oh, that's right. They, okay. So I just listened to it today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to buy that. Uh, there's a there's a gamer girl on YouTube that's selling her bathwater right now. Disgusting. And I kind of want to get some. No. I'm starting a cursed object collection. I feel like that would be good. It's it's a sign of our times, you know. I like all these things to be topical. I've decided. Oh, like apoc the apocrypha collection. Yeah, like I want to make a Ham Steinbach sculpture. Oh. Basically, but like with weird things from the internet from 2019. No, that's you know? actually really good art, though. No, it's not. It like, kind of is. It's, no, it's not. I, I think dumbasses would think it was good, but it's better as a collection. It's not really art. No, yeah, fine. Um, but you need like a good like case for it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, imagine like a nice case or a nice shelf with five objects that represent the past year, and it's like the Roger Stone rock, the bathwater, uh, a picture of Jeffrey Epstein, and like two other things. Not the Epstein thing. That's not no, good. That's but they, they have thing. to be objects that you can like sort of purchase Literally online. cursed, yeah. yeah. I mean, I still told you, I think that like Pride Make America Great Again hat 
is a cursed object in its own right. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you, except that I think that stuff, that's a little bit... That would be in my cursed object collection. Yeah, if you were going to start a cursed object collection, I think that would work for you. The, the reason I don't like that is like... It's also $30 that goes to him, and I'm like, no. I like the idea that the things in the collection are like a variable edition, right? Like oh, the Roger yeah. Stone Rock is an unlimited edition, but each one is unique, as True. is the bathwater. I guess. I kind of don't like the MAGA hat because it's like it's the a same. Object, and it, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no, it has to be it has to be weird and unique. Got it. At least on some level. It doesn't have to be unique in the world, but it has to be individuated. In my hypothetical cursed object, I think like the whole idea of it being a mass produced object is the part that's fascinating. Where you're just like, oh, someone really thought to buy, like, put this into production. Fuck me. Yeah, the only problem with that, though, is that, like, there's a lot of cynical people in the world who do that anyway. Put things into production like that. Like, that, um, that, like, resistance Twitter, uh, set of brothers that made, like, the Robert Mueller children's book. What? Yeah, there was, like, these two brothers, the Krasenstein brothers, I think is what they're called. But they're, like, they're like these cynical entrepreneurs that like just jumped on the woke resistance stuff and started making like Robert Mueller themed books and objects and podcasts. Yeah, that like, you know, dumb libs like Kim Kardashian West Village buy. You should see the illustrations. They're really creepy. Like it's Robert Mueller shirtless, but he still has his tie on. He looks like a Chippendale. What? <laughs> it's <No>. amazing. <laughs> but the man does not look like, okay, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I oh, oh boy. Uh, but to return to the point, I mean, that's what I you know that's where I differ in opinion yeah, from you is fair. that the mass-produced things are a little bit too they're like ploys. They're not bit, yeah. actually that weird. But yeah, but that that's scr- still. I mean, the Roger Stone Rock is still like that. Yeah. The the Instagram bathwater is still like that. But it just scratches my itch of like at like you know advertising history. Like I just like like these objects that are just like who the fuck what you know like someone thought that was a good idea well like do you think that moma in the design department they're gonna get a maga hat right? oh fuck yeah. like they have to you have to they even, don't have a choice yeah because like even if objects are terrible they still buy them right i don't know a lot about that like is that how curation in those type of departments generally works is that they buy things that are important that society deems important. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to just... But, like, are there lines that they draw? Like, do they have, like... Do they have, like, SS medals in there? You know, because that would be historical museums would have that. So, like, I'm sure, like, the Met has some shit that they're like, we put this out when we want to make, like, a show about things, but we don't put it out as, like, an object. Of course, right. Like, but you would have... Like, you'd put it up when it'd be, like, a show about fascism right but because you just have it but or like moma it from... moma from that era would have like a volkswagen beetle yeah like the you know edition one or i don't know what they're called yeah. but like the first beetle from they do they've, they've plopped it out they've put it in the galleries before yeah right um so like i'm sure there are things like that i'm sure they probably mm, they don't buy guns oh really are they explicit about that, that i they don't just know i've don't never seen that? like a i saw bow and arrow there Really? Yeah, I think it's there right now. Actually, it was installed in as part show? of. Yes. Oh shit. Um, it was like from the 1940s. I want to say. Oh. It was a nice looking object, but I wasn't really. They, you know, but you know what? But though they presented it like it was a thing from Boys Life magazine. Oh. Okay. More as like sporting and not as weaponry. Yeah. Maybe that's what you're getting yeah. at. It's like they're not going to buy an AR-15. Although like. They technically should. They should, from our era especially. Like, without a ban on assault rifles like and with all the mass shootings, like, you should have an AR in the collection. Oh, it's uh, sad, but it's Sad, true. but true, yeah. And it, maybe it would function like the SS medal, where it's like, we don't put it out unless. I would love to know, like, what they bought in the 90s. Like, did they buy, like, bodega bandanas for, like, Crips and Blood signings? Definitely not. Th- this is the line I'm trying to get at, is, like, they're very conspicuously depoliticized in a way that probably disservices them. Like, I would imagine what they bought in the 90s would be, like, the set dressing from that OJ TV show. Like, glass coffee tables and, like, Memphis-ish stuff. Oh, a lot of Vitra and a lot of, like... Well, that would have been the time of, like, Michael Graves. And they have a shitload of Michael Graves in that collection anyway. The sort of Taco Bell, like, Saved by the Bell squiggly line 
post-Memphis. I think they have that, like, you know, the weird cup, like the fuck Jerry graphic. I'm sure they have that because that was like a graphic design thing. You know, I doubt they have like an in and out cup with that little, like, you know, the palm tree red line. They may have that. They should. Yeah, they might have something like that. Because remember, um, I think you're the one that told me what it was, but they had like an aluminum... um, to me, it looked like a painting, but it was like aluminum signage for some sort of defunct grocery store, and it was like a pink oh, flower pattern. Yeah, yeah it looked yeah. like an Andy Warhol, but it was like just the the facade of a certain store. Yeah. For the listener, if you don't know what Best was, it was basically a like a Sears ish. Like you had a lot of weird shit in there. I went for a family portrait with all my cousins at a best in Ohio when they were still open. I threw a tantrum and I pouted my way through the photograph. I look like a heinous little cunt in it. Oh, wow. I would love to see this. I was. You should find this and put it on the Instagram. I shall. Yeah. It's very funny. But wait a minute. But they, um, were, they still exist. The one in Ohio didn't look like that. It just looked like strip mall crap. But like if they were flagships, they were designed by different architects. So the facades would even be offset. One of them was just like a brick wall. And then like the, the you know, gray box was behind it. One of them looked like a brick wall that had fallen down. And then like a pile and then the store was behind it like they did a lot of weird it's beautiful wow, they got different architects for each flagship that's a interesting lot of them, yeah I, I mean i'd never heard of this store i mean what year was this portrait you took it must this have been like early 90s in the 90s yeah very early bests 90s. were closing i think all the best close in like 93 or 95 uh-huh okay um but in the early 80s they started building all these really cool weird things so a lot of 70s hot star architects were doing these because they were ways to get it's the old venturi scott brown like the decorated shed thing but actually out in the world um it, it, you know what it reminds me of is like if circuit city wasn't just that like klaus oldenburg style outlet and that was cool time. though that yeah. was cool that yeah. was great there was a time when things were not designed necessarily for efficiency but like were sculptural logos yeah. or mm-hmm. something yeah yeah that's gone but yeah anyway i mean why were we talking about the best again Oh, just to say, oh, like the MoMA that, like what stuff. MoMA collects. Yeah, they probably do have some weird ephemera like that, but they don't do, they don't do politics. Mm. And and you know, you made an interesting point before, which is that's kind of not their role. Like a historical museum, like the Met, is. Do you think they maybe have like a Westboro Baptist sign? Doubt it. They should. You kind of have to, yeah, yeah, because yeah. then you can buy a Paul Chan. Okay, something's on fire. It's the sound of a siren. Like, you know, you buy a Paul Chan. Yeah, like exactly. The, because you have to have the referent. Right. And if you're a Prince collection, like, why not have, like, you can't do, like, Endless Whitney, the protests of protests show if you don't have, like, well, you can do the art stuff, but, like, if you're an object design place, like, why not have that, too? Yeah, definitely. Like, the Whitney's mission is not getting design. No. MoMA, you got that design. Go buy some, go buy some heinous things. Have your own... What your own cursed object yeah. collection like well i mean that that's where this all stemmed from right is like the whole impetus as much as we just joke about it for having like a cursed object collection is like that's a better description of now um than looking at graphic design from now or architecture from now like it's all pretty uniform and bland like the only way to describe this era post post 2016 really mm. is through this weird kind of stuff like These terrible things yeah, yeah it's not it's not interesting to look at all the condos springing up in new york or to look at a magazine today i mean or 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 what like outlink ads on websites like all mm-hmm. that stuff looks kind of uniform it's not interesting well, like, it's not diverse well like what is the best design happening now I couldn't fucking tell you it's all the same i mean when you look at all these like venture capital um like startup companies that advertise on the subway. My major exposure to print advertising, I should say, is the subway, as yeah. I'm sure yours is yeah. too. Like that's where you see new ads and you just have to see them because nobody reads magazines anymore. Yep. And when you're online, you can effectively tune out the borders of every newspaper. Or you just or put an ad blocker and say, fuck it. Yeah, or you have an ad blocker on. But when I see new ads that are on the subway and like, I'll tell you what, they all look exactly the same. It's basically like a bold, solid background color. Mm-hmm. Um, with a white sans serif text mm-hmm. that can vary in font. Sometimes, well, no, now there's been a return to serifs, like soft serifs. You'll see like, it occasionally. Like a Garamond, like a bold but slopey Garamond. And the text is almost always white. Oh, yeah. 
it's almost always the name of the company with a half sentence tagline like a little quippy thing and either a cutesy illustration mm-hmm. That's or the Casper. a bland black and white photograph like fiverr i hate those ads the the fiverr as a concept is disgusting Find, oh, yeah, find someone who's just on the, on you know, you can snag and have them be at your beck and call, but the freelance, Kyle needs help in his HR department. Stephanie's a whiz and will get him back on track. And I'm like, why doesn't he just fucking hire Stephanie? Fiverr calling those people freelancers is, is the, fucked. It's the same way that Uber calls their drivers like they're their transportation partners or something. Oh yeah. There's yeah, a, there's yeah. all this driver partners or something. There's shit. all this like clever masking of like what they actually are, which is nothing. Non contingent employee ish is like employee what? adjacent. Employee, yeah. Mm-hmm. Entities like precariats. Yeah. Um, precariat precari- the the pro pro precariat. What? Proletariat, pro precariat. They are professional precariats, <laughs> yeah. yes. I mean there's a whole yeah, in the sad you know the non-beach read that i took you know uber. oh yeah how is how's that going oh boy will's we- reading a book called how does capitalism end how will yeah how will capitalism end oh boy i'm only 25 pages in because okay it was struggle bus yeah <laughs> it was hot i was sweating on this book there's cheese at dust in it somehow i don't know <laughs> like like actually that's just the story of my life it was hot and there's cheese at dust in it yeah the titles it of my sounds memoir. like the end of a date <laughs> Hey. That sounds like 2.30 a.m. after hitting the grinder pretty hard. <laughs> Don't talk about <laughs> me like that. Um, it's true, though. <laughs> Sad, but true. Um, so, yeah, that, bo- that book's tricky, too, because that kind of looks more like um, less a work of philosophy and more a work of, like, um, economics. Oh, it is purely so economics, it's like yeah. it's, charts and shit. Yeah. It's not that fun. To- well, it's not even that. There's some charts. I didn't get to the charts yet. Oh, but there's so many footnotes. You would love it. There's footnotes for half the pages. Oh, well, look, man. I don't, I don't in general like footnotes. I like footnotes by a certain author. Yeah, but he who shall not be named yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the Voldemort so of fiction. <laughs> oh, geez. Don't make Harry Potter references on this podcast. That's fucking embarrassing. Listen. I don't ever I don't ever want Harry Potter to be brought up on here. Okay. I haven't read Harry Potter since I was a kid. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Grown people still reread them every year. Not, I know. Not I. That's why I don't want to. That's why I don't want to talk about it. If, hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you're rereading Harry Potter this year, please turn this off. I <laughs> do not want you to be a part of our audience. If you like Harry Potter at all, please push yourself in front of a car. No, no, uh, no. Find a four-story building and jump off of it. No. Um, you can like a Harry Potter. Who wouldn't want a wand? Find perhaps a necktie in the nearest drawer and construct a noose with it. Oh boy! I mean, it's not like they're reading the Hunger Games, so fuck it. Like, oh, let them have a Harry Potter. All right, let's let's get off of YA because I'm gonna get I'm gonna, I'm get, gonna get real continue real to angry. be incensed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else happened? So you had a Fourth of July. You were on a rooftop. Oh I was, yeah, yeah. I was on the ground level. We totally missed the fireworks and didn't care. I pretty much missed the fireworks too because um. I'm used to Brooklyn 4th of July, you know, mm-hmm. where if you're on someone's roof, you can see fireworks in oh, every direction because yeah. all the roofs are low. Um, but on a high rooftop in Manhattan, first of all, nobody's shooting off fireworks in Manhattan, whereas in oh, Brooklyn yeah. and Queens and probably the Bronx, oh. everybody's shooting off fireworks on every block all the time Oh yeah, I, for a week on either end. I of literally the walked through. It was like fucking nom, like just like Oh yeah, and yeah. then like I had to run because flaming things were falling from the sky. I was like, okay, this is this is the closest I'll see to war. Yeah, you got to duck under the ramparts, you know. What are ramparts? I know what ramps are. I, I think I think a rampart is the like, you know, the like leaning sticks that are in front of a fort. They're usually like big logs. They're to stop horses from coming through. Um, Later, they were to stop armored vehicles from coming through. Oh, is it like a stick, and then they have sticks leaning on them, kind of? Yes, they're oh. they're like these leaning sticks that sit at the edge of a trench or at the edge of a fort, so that like you can hide behind them and things can't easily go over. Them. Oh, pretty, oh, so horses trip. Pretty sure that's what that is. I might be wrong. It's a horse trip line. Oh, it's I don't a, like that. It's a trip wire for horses. <laughs> it's my new band name. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Or actually, no. I take that back. Let's take that back. It's uh, who? What was that Jenny Lewis band? Rilo Kylie. That's a Rilo Kylie song. Yeah, tripwire for horses. <laughs> <laughs> no portions for foxes. Tripwire for tripwire horses. Tripwire for horses. Oh. 
this yeah, is, the, the this follow-up is, hit to Portions for Foxes, Tripwire for Horses. This podcast is now a parody song account for mm-hmm. all your alt-rock from the aughts. Oh, yeah. All your alt-right rock from the aughts. Oh, oof, no. I don't think they were alt-right. I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, what? Did you did you want to try a pun there, buddy? You want to try a joke? Uh, try a no, joke? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it. I'm going to leave you it to workshop that imagination. One? Just, to, just take tripwire for horses and sub certain words with things that guys on 8chan would say. Yeah, I got nothing for that. Um, um, anyway, sorry. I feel completely sidetracked now. I'm a, little, <laughs> I'm a little loopy. What were we talking about? We were talking about, okay, so you did 4th of July on a roof. You were oh, pissed. Oh, right. And I couldn't. Well, no, I wasn't, the, I wasn't. Well, you're not pissed, but, you know, you couldn't see all the pretty things. Correct. I wasn't pissed. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't see the fireworks because nobody in Manhattan is shooting fireworks off. And all the buildings in Manhattan are too tall and are in the way. Yes. So I could see the fireworks that were over the East River. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But you couldn't see like the ones down yonder by the the statue. No, of I couldn't Liberty. see anything but the ones on the East River, and those were mostly obscured. I could mm. see the tops of them. Oh, so it wasn't that fun. Oh yeah, because down like in Battery Park, everything gets tall again. So even if you're on the lower side, you're like, oh, it's low, and then you're like, oh fuck, it's tall again. Yeah, and and you know, um, it was a re- it was a really nice night and a really fun party, but um me and the people I were with were on the older end of the spectrum and we were like, we've seen fireworks before, like whatever. And we just went and took over a table while the youth like took selfies with fireworks. Mm. So I, I watched them for maybe two minutes and then I was like, okay, fireworks are those, you know, they're those I've seen them. They're the, they're the, there are they, they are, they are they, not he or she. Well, fireworks are trans. I feel like fireworks would be he's fireworks are. Well, they explode. Anything that explodes, they is shoot up and explode. Yeah, I guess the German word for fireworks is probably like das. Das, das is neutral. Oh, dare is masculine. D is feminine. This has been German information minute. This has been sophomore gr- high school German. <laughs> oh boy, at least you remember that. I don't remember shit. I can order food in French, and that's it. Like what? Anything. Go ahead, do it right now. The uh, je voudrais, and then the food. I would like Zevudre. Zevudre. What? J E space V O U D R A I S food. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway, I feel like we were having a good episode about five minutes <laughs> <laughs> and and we got we got welcome really to, far afield. Welcome to self-aware. Well, so you did that. I Yeah, I, what did you I do? For, I actually don't know what you did for the 4th of July. Oh, I had lovely drinks at Basic uh which is in East Williamsburg. Um, after I shut my store down early, it's literally called Basics. B A apostrophe S I K. Cool, and that's exactly the type of bitches that it's for. Listen, it's lovely. It's lovely. It was empty. Like we sat in the window. We had a nice window seat, so it was great. Hey, man, I'm not above that kind of thing. I'm just saying that. Well, in the back, the yeah, the people who are grilling at a bar, who rented a bar, those people were terrible. But. We were just like, it's open and we're not going anywhere, so fuck it, we're going here. Like, fine. Because the place we wanted to go uh, closed as soon as I arrived. Oh, oh, because it was a holiday. It was a holiday, so was and I got there at like 8, and I was like, oh, you're closing at 9, right? He's like, I was I'm thinking, at... Yeah, they were like, oh, fuck you. No. They, they were like, oh, Will Laughlin's here? No, Son of a bitch, you. never mind. Yeah, no. Miss me with that kid. <laughs> no, I showed up. I was like, I know you're closing at 9. The bartender's like, I'm actually going to close like, an hour early i'm like okay so it's 805 so are you closed he's like oh yeah i'm like okay let me go get my friends that are in the back we gotta go yeah and then walked from there to here through the fireworks through the ground level ground level fireworks it was very lovely and then sat on the stoop and had them raining down upon me while i went "Ah!" every time they exploded will's afraid of fireworks i don't don't know if the episode we recorded during the fireworks session will ever come out probably not because that's the one where I was watching Jeopardy and not really paying oh, attention. Oh yeah, that was a terrible. That was one. yeah, that was that'll never come out. But you you were um, you were like a German Shepherd in a thunderstorm. Oh yeah, I need my th- my my thunder vest. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you want to hear the, the us watch Jeopardy, tip us on tip us on uh, are we cam girls now what's going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> tip us on uh, what's it called what's the thing Venmo Ven- Will and I are gonna, are gonna start. Uh, twitch streaming watching jeopardy if oh any, that would be if, anybody, <laughs> if anybody wants to subscribe to that actually hey, wouldn't be bad if you've been listening to this podcast thinking why am i listening to this this shit sucks well you, you want to go deeper us. down that rabbit hole you can watch us watch jeopardy 
getting the answers all wrong because we again as has been fully splayed out we don't know geography and we don't know literature and well we can't no i still maintain that i know something about both of those things well same i'm not going to cop to knowing nothing about them i can do the geography no not the the literature the pop culture and uh whatever that's about it i don't i don't know much else Mm -hmm. anyway so then you uh, any other fun ohio stories uh mm, what did i do i mean i was secretly recording my family the whole time i was there Okay. It's well, just occurring to me wow. that we're going to put this out. And if any of you guys were listening to this, I wasn't doing that, I promise. Wow. Um, but yeah, I was secretly recording my family the whole time, just on my phone. Were they like doing illegal things and you were wearing no, a wire? No, I just thought it would be, I don't know. I just thought it would be interesting to do. His last name is Campercioli, so mob. Oh yeah, I turned state's evidence on my family. Uh, very good. My grandpa's black hand. <laughs> oh boy. Did I, my my grandpa i don't know if he, you know i never know if my grandparents are fucking with me oh, oh do you want to tell the story didn't you tell didn't you tell me once like they came because they had to yeah escape? yeah that's that's where i'm going to frame this like i am gullible when it comes to old uh, people and i and i think old people are very aware that they have a weird fucked up charm from being old and they just lie constantly oh they love lying and and they won't break character because at this point Fuck it. What's the difference between lying and telling? It doesn't matter. You know, it's I not think gonna affect I think yeah. secretly all elderly people are really nihilistic, and it's like kind of bad for society. They really stop caring. Well, then and they, they just start lying all but, the time. And then because then they're just like, I want to be devious. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. what? You're like, when did this kick in? And they're like, I'm gonna die soon. I'm like, okay, you gonna be a devious little fucker? All right, got it. You've been an upstanding, faithful Christian for like for like 75 years, and in your last 10 years, you're like, no, I'm just gonna lie constantly. And never, to my family. Uh, yeah, and never <laughs> allow them to know whether that's the truth or not. So anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah, love it. I'm coming from that position of skepticism uh, okay. here. But m- yeah, my grandpa claims that, um, I think, I don't know if it was his dad. I doubt it. I think it was probably his dad's dad or his dad's brother um, that was exiled from Italy. Can we take a break, a pause while this is running in the background? Because you, can you hear it on the microphone or no? It'll be fine. Are you sure? People will be able to hear it, but it won't be that bad. Okay. Okay, continue. There's a motorcycle idling outside of our Literally. The roving motorcycle gangs of Bed-Stuy. Yeah. It's unusually popping for a Sunday night, but... I mean, I think it's because it's hot. Yeah. Everybody's outside. But anyway, yeah. My my grandpa claims that either his father's father or his father's brother um, was exiled from Italy by the Black Hand. Under mm. mysterious circumstances. Like, I don't know if they were a member mm. that did something bad, some that whacked the wrong person, or uh. if they, you know, I bet it's something much more banal. Like Just they like had, they forgot to pay. They had gambling debts. Or mm. that, exactly. Uh, so, anyway. But, you know, that's all bullshit. It's probably not that complicated. I just think that my family was, like, Italian peasants. You were bell people, right? Yeah, yeah, the bells. yeah. They, um... I'm from, I'm not, but my family is from a town called Agnone. That's a little north of Rome. And they made all the bells that are in the Vatican and yeah. a few other churches around Italy. Yeah, got that bell money. Um, they did. Yeah, probably they not. They probably, you know, spent it and then owed it to, you know, Johnny the... Johnny Spaghetti. Johnny the Hat, because he would smother <laughs> right. people with a hat. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Johnny the Hat, and he's like, odd job. He has a... Top hat, a razor <laughs> brim, and he throws it and decapitates statues. But it wouldn't be a top hat; it would be like one of those like weird fedora. Oh no, things. it would be a fedora. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so you recorded them because they were lying, or why did you record? I was all just of them? recording them for fun. Like my dad told me a really funny. Um, he retold me a joke from All in the Family that's really problematic. Oh shit! And it was amazing. It's a very, very. Was it? It was. It's a very, very funny recording, for a lot, for a lot of reasons. Probably. How tipsy was Ron? Not at all. Oh. Oh, you know. Speaking of that, though. Oh Jesus, I'm so sorry, Dad. I don't think my dad will ever listen to this. So, um, but I, dr- I had to drive my dad home while I was really fucked up because he was even more fucked up than me. Excuse me. Yeah, we went to the the home run derby was in Cleveland when I was there. Mm-hmm. So we went downtown to like hang out around the stadium and watch the home run that derby. That was Monday, right? Yeah, that was Monday. Yeah. So we were watching the home run derby and just like hanging out downtown. And the night went a lot longer than I thought it would. Like we were having a really good time 
Um, oh. The home run derby was really exciting. So we were drinking a lot and we went to a few different bars. We were just like bar hopping. Which you can do for around $27. Yeah, it was so cheap. The final bar we got to, like we, the home run derby had been long over and I was getting into a really loud argument about Bernie Sanders with my dad. My dad voted for Trump, what? by the way. Um, Ronald. Ronald. Oh, I mean, listen, if you're listening to this and you have the luxury of having liberal parents, you're first of all, you're probably a fucking idiot. You need to get worldly. Uh, and second of all, like, yeah, you know, I don't have the luxury of like not of hating everyone that voted for Donald Trump. I have to love them. So anyway, I got into a loud argument about Bernie Sanders with my father oh, in God, a bar. In downtown Cleveland. In downtown oh, Cleveland. Oh, and, and believe me, if you want to like really divide a room, and by divide a room, I mean have the entire room hate you, start talking about Bernie Sanders in Cleveland at the Home Run Derby. Oh, You're boy. in big trouble. I mean... You chose a room. The palpable scorn. It was all over me like, uh, you know, fog. Everyone in cargo shorts and you know logo t-shirts was looking at you askance uh white people very very aggressively wearing chief wahoo shirts still as a political statement yeah because you know they eliminated that yeah logo. they're all just the c or the clee oh they there's a subsect of people who like puts the red face on dude it's not a subsect it's Most very conspicuously every single white person that is a fan of the cleveland indians oh, wears Jesus chief Christ. wahoo um, in defiance of this new censorship oh, and most other people do not uh, it but yeah you can tell that it's political like i saw a guy with a chief wahoo tattoo that what? was um was it on his back it was on his calf Ooh, that's white trash and, territory yep Ooh. yep you got his number but it was on his calf and it was chief wahoo but it was a skull of chief wahoo and I think it was supposed to be a political thing. Like, they took this away from oh, us. Oh, fucking Christ. So it's Chief Wahoo with his feather, but he's a skull. Like, they killed my like childhood. Like, he's dead. Oh, fuck my life. I... Yeah. But so anyway, the original story was I got a... The I... melodrama of white men, middle-aged white men in Ohio is so high, they don't know how camp they are. No, I know, I know. That's truly camp. It is, yeah. Oh. The performativity that they don't know that they're doing. I don't know why I'm ascribing these big, you know, 90 cent words to these like cargo pant dudes, but like, damn, they don't even know. Wait, don't pour all that out. No, no, no. no. There's more. There's more. There's oh, yeah, that's more. right. Shut oh, it's up, probably no. colder. Um, this geez. podcast sponsored by Baron de Montglaillard. Thanks for going out of business and fueling us for as long as we can get it. Um, Baron de Montglaillard, a company that's out of business that sponsors this podcast <laughs> <laughs> with no listeners. <laughs> Hey, you have no business. We have no listeners. It's it's, it's a match made it's, in hell. Yeah. Um, so oh fuck me. Okay, so you had to drive your dad home while you were two three sheets and well, he was no, no, six? no, no. Actually, I can we? T yeah, my story is not that interesting. Long story short, like my dad got three sheets to the wind, and so did I. But we were arguing about politics, so I was excited, and he was like, sad, way too drunk to drive, and oh. I was too drunk to drive. But I was like, I have to do this right now, like. There is no other choice. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you must have been in that position with me before. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, it's either him or me, and like, it's not safe if I do it, but it's way safer if I do it. Mm -hmm. So that's the position I was in. Yeah, and I, and I, I just took my dad home. you in the passenger seat and go, okay, shut and up. And he was very say, apologetic, yeah. and he was like falling asleep. Like, he would have fallen oh. asleep at the wheel, or he would have really, it was a really bad scene. And I was like, you know, I was hyped up enough on like my bringing socialism outrage, to yeah. Ohio outrage oh, that I that I was fine. Um, but it was scary. I haven't driven drunk because in Ohio, if you're going to drive drunk, you have to go far. You have to go so I mean, I, far. I had to drive like 45 minutes. Blasted. Yeah. Speaking of blasted. Okay. And the motorcycle <laughs> meetup has ended. Has ended. Um, yeah, no. In Ohio, if you, like I was really high once in Ohio. That's also bad, yeah. Oh, I didn't have to go far, but I did have to go on the freeway. And you know, I did 45 because I thought I was like, everything's so fast. I'm going so fast. And I would look down and be like, oh, no, I'm going 45. I have to speed up. And I'm like, no, can't do it. I'll get in the right lane. Well, I just old person did. I was like, no, I can't. I'm too high. The thing about being so a high, high driver in Ohio is ultimately you're being pretty safe because you're paranoid. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not that dangerous to drive high, but you're a dead giveaway to the police because the driving culture in Ohio is speeding, has everything to do with speed. 
Like yeah. the way that New York drivers are aggressive is changing lanes without signaling and going around things yeah. and sort of shooting in and out. It's like it's um this very local form of aggressiveness. Yeah. But if you're not going ten over, you look you're suspicious, real yeah. sus yeah. in Ohio. And so if you're going ten under, you're Ooh, getting your bitch. ass pulled yeah. over. Yeah. Like you're either a seventy year old woman from Parma yeah. or you are stoned out of your gourd. Thank you. Yeah. I'm both. Um, yeah, you also I, happen to do both. You go five <laughs> under, and then you get stoned, and you go 15 under. <laughs> um, yeah. You're driving 35 in the median. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds right. Um, it, oh, no I, no, I have not been in a vehicle while inebriated in a very long time, thank God. Which is good. You shouldn't do I can't. That. I don't think I could. In your youth, you think like, nah, I'm invisible, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't do this. Well, no, I mean, hard. that's what was scary about driving drunk like that was like, I was like, oh, my God, like this hard. actually has no, it wasn't hard, but it was like this has serious consequences. Yes. Like I actually felt fine mm-hmm. and I was fine. But lurking in the back of your head is like, what if my dad's taillight is out and I didn't notice and I get pulled oh, over like you're fucked, I'm yeah. losing my job, like I'm supposed to get on a plane tomorrow, like yeah. that ain't going to happen. You're yeah. going into more debt. I don't need more debt. Like, mm. When the stakes are ratcheted up like that, it's it's pretty yeah. bad. And I, and I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't my father. Why didn't you just take an Uber and be like, leave the car? It all hinged on me going to the airport in a few hours. <sighs> Why didn't you just take an Uber to the airport? I, I could have taken an Uber with my dad back to his house and then taken an Uber to the to airport. Get the, or to like, get the car and then, yeah. I don't know how to explain that other than to say, like, that's just not the culture of, of my Ohio. family and of the place. Like, that would seem like you're making a scene. Yeah. What you should do as the good son that's less drunk is just drive your dad. Oh, fuck that. And I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to like slobber all over themselves about how wrong that is. It is a very Ohio thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, it that, is like, a very Ohio legitimately, thing. Legitimately, the etiquette, uh, it would have seemed like, I, seemed like I was catastrophizing oh. if I suddenly called an Uber. Well, and then someone would just call you a pussy in passing. Yeah, they'd absolutely. Be like, what do you mean you can't drive? Like, They'd be like, how many beers do you have? Six. And you're like, fuck you. Yeah, and I think a lot of people out there, you know, would be like, "Well, it's like not important whether you like look right. You should be safe." And it's like, "No, you're you're wrong. You're a beta. Get out of here." If, oh Jesus! If you want to know what Cleveland is like, and you're someone in New York, just take a tri- day trip to Staten Island. It's about the same, and you get a ferry ride. You I, get a boat ride. You know, arguably, I think Staten Island is probably worse in some ways. No, it's about uh, Staten Island is like Cincinnati. Yeah, racist Stat- and deeply divided, but everybody has money because they still live in New York. Right, right. Any other fun exploits? You went to one of my favorite restaurants in Ohio that apparently moved. Um, Greenhouse Cafe Tavern. You keep saying that. I'm pretty sure it's cafe. It's Greenhouse Tavern. You looked it up. Yes. Okay. Greenhouse Cafe is the restaurant in the Cleveland Zoo. Well, it's not an interesting topic anyway. Or Rainforest Cafe. No, Rainforest Cafe is where the animatronics come in, right? Oh, God. I wanted to go to the Rainforest Cafe so bad when I was a kid. There was a Rainforest Cafe at the <coughs> at the me. zoo, right? Yeah, but that was just the name of their normal place. No, 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 no. There, there was, was not a, a branded... There wasn't? No. It was oh, just like... Hmm. Yeah. No. Maybe this was in Las Vegas, because I know there's one in Las Vegas for sure. Probably. Yeah. It seems like a West Coast thing. We don't have them on the East Coast. Oh, no. No, we do. The Jersey Mall I worked at had a Rainforest Cafe. Yeah, there you go. But no, no one like, was ever in it. Well, parents don't want to go there because it's TGI Friday's level food with, like, fish Animatronics. And lame, lame animatronics. Animatronics. Yeah, I fucked that up. Anyway, um... What else? I I mean, I just like went on a whirlwind. There's this new thing. This is now the weird things about Ohio. Yeah. Pod. Uh, there's this new shopping center and living center. So it's like all condo buildings, but below are like all like fancy New York import stores. So like it's literally just for people who, you know, are 32 and have, you know, are having kids and move back home, but they lived in cities. So they have to have somewhere to live and buy overpriced shit. So it's like, here's your West Elm. You could live above West Elm. You could live above J. Crew. You could live above Vineyard Vines. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's attractive to anyone? Yes. That or horrible. Or it's now a thing where oligarchs can't park their money in New York anymore because it's obvious. So now it's just like these weird shopping center apartments and flyover because you can just buy a building. 
which I think is actually the case. I don't think anyone lives in them. I know I saw one apartment with decorations. Uh, no, I think people actually do. I think people like that type people of thing. People love that shit. And I'm like, why? I, I think in in flyover country or like in the Rust Belt in particular, when these cities have been abandoned for like, I don't know, like 60 years. Mm. Like literally they were at 50, their yeah. height in 1945. True. Like there's, there's, it hasn't been a lot going on in a long time. Um, It's very exciting to people when a condo building gets built like a center. Yes. When a center, a center gets built and it's very attractive to live there because the type of things that normal people in Cleveland like to do is like, oh, I like to go to wine tastings at a bar that looks like a Holiday Inn. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like everything yeah. kind of looks like a conference room. Yes. In an office building. That was the Italian restaurant. And people think yes. that's nice. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, there's no concept of taste or charm. Mm. Mm. No, there's really not. I mean, that's just I went not... to one place ever that I was like, this is weird and charming. Well, there's a difference between taste and charm. Like, I'll give you an example. There, There's a diner... Um... Gus's? No, I forget what it's called. It's where Harvey Picar used to go. Um, do you know who, who that is? He used American to... American Splendor Illustrator. Yes. He um, would frequent this certain diner. It's in the East 50s somewhere. Oh, I thought he just went to that diner in Coventry. No, he may have gone there too, but okay. there's, I forget what it's called, but this diner is like not nice. It's very run down, but it's as it was. Is it like the barbecue place? Forever. The crazy barbecue Hot place? Hot Sauce Williams? Yeah. No, even Hot Sauce Williams is too recent. Um, this place is in the bottom floor, like the ground level of a larger building that was once apartments, that was once retail. Like Soho in New York, where the first story is maybe an eatery, maybe a shopping thing, and then upstairs Probably is an empty storefront maybe, at this point. But like in Ohio, that first floor is the only thing. Now the rest of the building is abandoned and it's just And this. now it's just, yeah. But point being, like, this place is very charming, not because it's nice, not because it has taste, but because it's as it was. It's a greasy spoon. Well, that it, it actually still changed, exists. And that it still exists. That's one of the coolest things in Cleveland, in my I, mind. Maybe. But I don't think people don't that live there think of it that yeah. way. Um, oh, you know what I did do in Cleveland that um, I really enjoyed that almost seems like a tourist activity was Trevor and I were just, um, we went on a hike one day hmm. and then we were just driving around after that. And we just were like driving around uh, East Cleveland and we went into an abandoned building. Oh, I saw those pictures. That was crazy. It was truly amazing because y you realize that coming from a city like New York where there is no such thing as an abandoned building or there's... There's five. You know, there's yeah. like five abandoned buildings in Bed-Stuy that are just waiting to be demoed so that yeah. somebody can build a condo. There are abandoned buildings in Manhattan. There, Not really. But they still look like they're doing something like... Someone's in the process of buying them, Abandoned yeah. buildings here are in process, yeah. right? Like somebody They're is waiting to do yes, something yeah. with them. They're not truly abandoned in the, in the sense that literally nobody maintains this. Maybe nobody even owns this. No like, one knows that it exists. It might just yeah. belong to the city now. Like you, yeah. you really don't know. Um, and we went in this building and it was really incredible because uh, Trevor told me they had just filmed a movie in there. Oh. Um, I forget what the movie was. Hmm. And I don't know how he knew that, but they had just filmed a movie in there. And so all the floors were clean mm -hmm. because normally in a building like that, it it's going to be, be full of tires crap, yeah. and trash and water and bullshit. Mm -hmm. But they had cleaned the building out. Oh. So every floor we were on was like completely blank slate and then complete dilapidation Everything of walls yeah. and graffiti all around. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was it was really nice to see authentic graffiti that was really good. Oh. Like, that's not an experience you, you can sure have that in New York anymore. No, I'm positive, actually. Mm. I'm positive it wasn't because it, it was things painted over other things. Oh, like, okay. even if they had filmed a movie there, there were people there the night before I saw it. Okay. You could tell. It was fresh color. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and it was really refreshing to see, like, an active graffiti scene that was real in mm. the sense that it was illegal and that there was these zones for it. Because mm. what happens in cities like New York and I'm sure L.A. and Chicago Instagram and traps. London now is, like, all graffiti is sanctioned mm -hmm. and everybody does it on a roll gate and it's really pathetic and bad. And yeah. there's no... Um, it's usually cute. 
That's and it's cute. cute. Yeah. And there's no sense of it being like an authentic scene. Like it's not like I'm up on graffiti in Cleveland. I don't mm-hmm. know what people's tags are. Yeah. But I could tell that there was like these little wars going on and their um pieces in these places were amazing. Huh. It, because because you can really see when graffiti is good when it's in a context like that because they're taking into consideration what site they're painting in. Oh. So like their color schemes would play really nicely off the like old bricks old, and rusty gra- okay. metal and like just looked amazing. Okay. I, I, I forgot that graffiti can be good and not just like a neoliberal like accoutrement to like a gentrified neighborhood. Got it. That, like, yeah. that's I was actually... going to say like gen- like like the cute shit that's around the corner that's like ice cr- the ice cream that's something like something weird. I don't know. Like ugh, fuck me. No. Most sanctioned graffiti is just very bad and it doesn't even qualify as graffiti. You're just doing like a public commission. Yeah. Um, in graffiti style. Yes. But seeing graffiti in its native environment like reminded me that like, oh, this is actually an art form mm-hmm. and this is still alive. But uh, ironically, it's not alive in big cities. Hmm. It's alive in places that you can actually or truly like yeah, abandon. Well, that's why graffiti was big in the 70s and the 80s here because the Lower East Side fucking on fire and dead. Um, well, it was cool. I, I, I don't know. And I don't... Five Points was abandoned too. Right. I don't have a lot to say other than I just caught myself in this moment of, wow, I'm taking pictures of graffiti because I like the graffiti. Huh. And it's good. It's, like, actually good. I wish that there was contemporary art that was this good hmm. that took into consideration, like, what... Oh, you want some street art and... <laughs> Well, no, like, like that's the problem is like, this is actually not commodified. The people involved in this are don't care, frankly, anonymous. Yeah, they do not give a shit. And they're very good formalists because ultimately that's what graffiti is. Mm, It's just taking into consideration like shitloads of composition. Yeah, You're figuring out composition and color with a single technique Mm. um, and basically like one motif, which is whatever you've decided your name to be. And stretching that to its limits. And like, mm-hmm. I can appreciate that, but you do not see that in New York. There is no good here at mm. all. I mean, I saw that building and went, how much is it? Because I want it. I want an airplane hanger. Give me an airplane hanger. Uh, well, I was wondering that too and thinking about that. But the problem is those buildings are in such bad condition oh, that yeah, no one will ever buy them. Like, we were there and somebody had very obviously pushed over a wall. Oh, like a brick wall. Oh. They just pushed it's it over. structurally over. unsound yeah. from the point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually like a little bit scary to, to be in those be buildings. Because they could just, shit just falls. Yeah. I don't know what that, oh, actually, I do know what that used to be. It was a it was a uh, electrical plant for huh. Westinghouse. Oh, and, and, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, before that, it was an electrical plant for the railroad. Like they had mm-hmm. their own power stations, I guess. Yeah. So it was always a power plant. Um. But there's this certain zone you can go on that is a floor of the building that's just propped up by rusty metal. You know, this building was probably built in 1910 or something, and it's been rusting since then. But there's this entire platform that extends out. Um, I don't know why they would have needed like a hovering platform over a floor, but imagine that you're, you know, 16 feet off the ground. Well, there's no machinery in there. You don't know what was... Some kind of machinery was you probably You needed to there. be able to get, yeah. To either side of you, you needed to be able to service something. So this yeah. thing that now appears as a platform used to be bordered by machinery, but yeah. it's not now. Mm-hmm. So it's just this hovering platform. You're 16 feet in the air, and every stem that's holding up this little concrete pad that you're walking rusty out on is extremely rusty. And you're, you, I don't know. I'm a little afraid of heights, so I was out there walking on it like... Gotta go. This is Gotta sketchy. go downstairs. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm with Trevor, who's like pulling on all these chains and oh, opening Jesus and Christ. closing windows. And he's like, "Hey, the windows still work." And he's like pulling on chains, and I'm like, "I need to like." I gotta go away from here. Yeah, I need to get off this floor. I don't like. Well, if it was built in between 1880 and 1910, it was probably cast iron. A lot of it yeah, is cast I would iron. imagine it's iron. I don't A think lot... steel existed yet. Well. Or, or it was too expensive to produce. It would have been iron. Yeah. It would have been iron. But that's why all the buildings in Soho are beautiful. Like the, the Judd house is a cast iron front. But that's why it's still in 
decent condition now that they rehabbed it. Like that building will be structurally sound forever. Well, yeah, if you if you maintain things like yeah, that, they yeah. maintain their structural integrity. Yeah. But knowing that literally no one, no has, one ever has looked cared at that building this, in thirty years, thirty plus somebody years, pushed yeah. over a wall yeah. two days ago, mm-hmm. and now I'm like walking on this. It, it's it's a little sketch. Sketchfest, yeah. But it's also super beautiful. I mean, I, I learned later that in the same neighborhood as that, there's an observatory that was abandoned. What fucking neighborhood was this? It's just East Cleveland. It was like oh. um, Cedar and... Oh, Cedar gets real something. fucking, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for the listener, if you're trying to picture this, like Cleveland is much like Detroit in the sense that the neighborhood I was in um, used to be a dense urban place but is now just mostly grass lots with these abandoned buildings peppered between and certain people still live out there but like largely you're in the middle of a city quote the middle of a city um, but there is nothing there are no public services there are no houses there are just sort of ruins you have a bus line you might have a bus line. That's about that's about the most action and, you're going to get in an area if, like that. Dear New Yorkers, if you want to see a really ill-functioning public transportation system, whoo boy! Imagine if you had no subway and only buses. Imagine you live in the Rockaway, which eventually you won't have any public transportation because apparently it'll be flooded. Your basement will literally be flooded. Yeah. So that's some disaster porn reportage. Uh, any other? Well, fun but I th- liked it. It was good. I mean, yeah. It, I, I, I honestly think on some level that the future of being an artist or trying to live like some sort of bohemian lifestyle where you don't have to make that much money, but you have a lot of free time, it's going to occur in places like that. It's not going to occur here. It just can't anymore. Uh, you must have seen all the listings recently for like sublets or like people's bedrooms. Like For what? Wait, what? I don't know. Like just the Rutgers alumni list sending out like, oh, oh I have a bedroom available or whatever. People are paying $1,200 for a room. Yeah. Oh I, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I saw that and went, the fuck? So it, that room not, is literally the size of my room. And it's not only that. It's like I've seen that many times, as I'm sure you have over the years. Like there, this is not sustainable. Um, the arts cannot pay for thrive the, yeah. in an environment like this. Well, this is the thing of like f- the trend is like I, I think Julie said this once. There's always going to be rich kids that you teach painting to. Well, damn, that's the most cynical shit I've heard today. Really? Great. Yeah. It is. Um, hold on. How much is that a year then? Let me do this really quickly. What is it? Twelve fifty times twelve is fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. And then you have a studio. That's another $15,000. Well, like my, my studio and my apartment rent cost me less than that room yeah. because I've lived here a while. So you have to imagine that if you are paying $1,200 for your room, you're probably paying $800 for your studio. You're out $24,000 a year. How do you pay for I mean, that After means... After taxes and stuff, if you have student loans, like you're... You have to make $75,000 just to be decently comfortable $75,000 a year wouldn't even be comfortable it wouldn't even be close to comfortable you would not be able to pay your student loan yeah that whole idea of there will always be rich kids to teach paintings painting to is true but I really resent that attitude yeah you know I you know I love Julie to death I, I like the people that educated me but it's like it's your it's your complacency in that whole problem that like put us in this predicament, well, and you never had to deal with it. So I feel like also like yes, there will always be rich kids to teach painting to, but like don't help them. Don't want to help them. Yeah, don't help them. Yeah, I mean that was going to be they'll the, have like, careers whether they were educated or not. Yeah, so they could leave be leave it alone. They're going to be dum dums. Like honestly, you can't help the helpless, so fuck them. Yeah, that's truly the thing. It's just like. Mm. I think that's a real baby boomer Gen X problem where, like, they don't want to admit how Vichy they are. You don't bite the hand that feeds. Yeah, except that you do. You're supposed to. You know, it, well, no, you're not supposed to. But, like, if there if there's anything that's turning around in this moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, that's it. No. There's been a couple generations that have lived by that ethos of don't bite the hand that feeds. And now it's like, no, actually, eat the rich. Thank you. I used the hashtag today. Yeah. Um, I... Well, that was part of, again, going back to the book, Beach Book today. Like, 
like what he talked about was like there's no stratas of the middle class like the new middle class is like i bank middle manager like you know kids in shitty zara suits who have a job and they're making a hundred thousand dollars and that's the most that anyone in their family has ever made so they like think they're fucking the hottest shit and it's like no your jobs are going to be automated you just don't know what yet truly no i know like when when automation as it already is, starts to really hit the PMC, the professional managerial he, class. He like, called it electronic electronicization. Because eventually no one's going to need analyst bankers. They probably already don't. They do to like, you can't like program co- consumer sentiment yet. But they will. Like once you build a, a system that can build, find its own flaws and build new systems, then you don't need these people. So 100,000 errors are going to go back to being 30,000 errors, 40,000 errors, and they're going to be pissed. And they're going to be around 45. Well, and it's already bad enough that somebody making $100,000 a year and, you know, achieving their upward mobility is considered like a success case. It's like $100,000 is not worth that much money, right? No. Well, rather, it's worth that much money, but it doesn't have that much value. No, you're not rich. If I made $100,000 a year, I would still be in debt. Like, oh, yeah. That's the crazy thing to me when I hear about these cases of like, oh, you know, I went to school to be a lawyer and I took on all this debt, but now I make $100,000 a year. It's like, well. You're still in debt. Yeah, you're still going to be in debt forever. What's wrong the with fuck? you? Yeah. Well, not in debt forever. You'll be out of debt faster, potentially. You'll be out of debt faster, potentially, but then you'll just hoard all the wealth that you earn. Yeah. You will not help anybody. Yeah. With. Well, the other thing, too, that was part of this sidetrack was like you know these people who are the new middle class don't know that they're middle class so they don't know that actually in terms of mobilizing and you like union joinage like you know that kind of thing they don't know that they're going to be in the same shit as people who make fifty thousand dollars less than them or a hundred and fifty thousand dollars less than them they don't know that but they will they'll be in the same boat but they don't regard them like they're basically like they think of those people as trash people like you're just the service peons we don't fuck with you right which we experience on a daily all the time i mean i mean middle class and working class used to be sort of synonymous Mm -hmm. and now middle class is managerial Mm -hmm. and working class is poor yeah working poor yeah yeah but when you're when your job as an analyst at a firm at a hedge fund or whatever gets automated out of existence. What are you going to do? Like you have actually less skills than somebody that's a plumber or somebody that's a carpenter because you've been paying people to fix your shit for so long that you don't know how to do a damn thing. It's much, much harder to automate away manual labor. This is the irony of capitalism. Like it's harder to automate away manual labor than it is to automate away service like, well, that's but, not that hard to get rid of. But that's a different kind of service economy. Like, there's no emotional labor for investment banking hedge fund people. Like, the the suit, the Midtown Soup Bros don't actually, like, they just talk to each other. So it's just a, a circle jerk in shitty suits. Like, they don't actually have to deal with real people. Either real people on the, like, you know, what's the thing with the triangle eye? They don't have the to. Illuminati. They don't talk to Illuminati people. They also don't talk to real people, so they don't know how to read a fucking person. So once they're out of a job, it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to try and talk to real people? You can't because you've been an asshole for twenty years. Right. You've been looking down on the people that you now have to interact with, and, and you don't have an, find a job. From? You don't have any emotional labor like strategies to cope with anything. Like you don't know how to engage with other people because you've just been like emailing people and going like yeah i'm gonna uh, we're gonna go do drinks over it out there yeah and then we're gonna go golfing like you're not actually doing anything because you're once you're useless the people that you report to will not give two fucks about you get ready for that motherfuckers like all the the all the bank bros are gonna be out of jobs very quickly and faster according to the first 25 pages of this book well it's surprising to me that they have those jobs now it's surprising to me that you need human involvement in analyzing data why would you ever need intuition if you're just processing information because old people still are at the heads of these things that's once right. those fuckers die yep. and everyone's like well actually the 
we're, we're actually looking at the bottom line. We need to keep producing capital. We're going to start cutting the labor of these people because they're fucking useless. We can automate it. But there's still old people who are like, you know, we really love people. People, our people are what make or, the well, difference. And you're like, are they? The old people in charge of these companies, for whatever reason, believe that human intervention has anything to do with capitalism. Like, the and then it's not a fucking shit show. It's just a drive towards efficiency, which has nothing to do with anybody knowing any better than anybody else. It just has to do with com- compiling enough data and sorting the wheat from the chaff. Yeah. And there's no reason that a computer couldn't do that right now. You're absolutely right that like when old CEOs die and young CEOs come in, the first thing they're going to cut is their hedge fund managers that cost them $100,000 because we already have a computer that does this. Yeah. What do I need your inside tracked for? I built an app that does your job, so you're fired. And they're like, what? I'm like, you actually should have built the app because then you could actually keep a job as the manager of the app that does your job. Software engineers and computer programmers still will always have jobs. Or not always, but for the foreseeable future. 20 years. Because eventually, if you have AI, the software will notice its own flaws and will try to fix itself. And correct and rewrite them and eventually get creative. Yeah, for sure. Which, I don't want to live in that future, actually, but... Um, Okay, we're way over time and way out of... We did it! We survived! And way out of anything we know how to talk about, Uh, so... Oh, can we do a real quick, like, beaches are whack about lime bikes? Uh, beach bitch sesh lime lime bikes stupid i fucking hate them it's trash and i hate anyone who uses it you're a garbage person if you make someone go pick up your gps located fucking stupid green bike you're an asshole fuck you i agree okay so that's that um also if you're going to fort and you're using one of these bikes you are the petty bourgeois and i hate you also dear people preach church sorry. sorry also Tents on beaches, unnecessary, especially if it's New York Beach. If you're going, no, 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 no. If you're going to a destination beach, I understand. I've been told the logic. I like it. You're doing it for a day trip. You're stupid. Fuck you. Unless you have children, which you know, if no, you have children, we got fine. we got to shut this down. This is where the episode has to end because <sighs> it's okay to bring a fucking tent to the beach. Fine, especially if you have a family. Fine. Welcome to Will's hot ass chick <laughs> Third thing. If you're a delicate-skinned homo, don't wear a caftan. It's tacky, and I hate you. Um, also, we know Fortilden is Hogtown, but hey, not white. It's see-through, and it's gross. Don't make me look at that. Don't have your dick disguised <laughs> by thin linen. <laughs> um, also, don't use weird uh, roped-off cloth strips while you are fully naked on the beach. We are not France. We don't do that. This is America. This is America. Burkinis are still not allowed, even for pale redheads that need them to not get sunburned. I don't know. Hers was cute. It was fun. It had print. It's not cute. If you're pale, stay the fuck off the beach. Olive-skinned people only. Hot bitches only. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's pretty cool that thongs are now bathing suits. This is your Will's opinion. It's not mine. This is Will's hot take (laughs) corner. Tacos should not be $5. They should be $3 tops. Also, why are you getting a discount for Apple Pay? Fuck Apple. Fuck Apple Pay. Fuck Zuckerberg's currency manipulation. We will oh, talk dude, about, we we will talk about that. Libra. Yeah. We, we will be talking about this in the next episode when I finish more pages and how capitalism ends and I'll be crying in a corner while we talk about it and Mark Zuckerberg will be trying to How does my soul. capitalism end? Campers reading manufacturing consent. Welcome to fake Chapo Trap House. <laughs> 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 Hi, do you want hot takes by people who don't know shit about fuck? This is what happens Welcome to when Green the and Lewis. episode goes over one hour. We should probably stop now. Okay, now we got to plug the thing. So is your show still up? Your group show still my, uh, up? There's, there's a closing for my show on the day that this will come out on Thursday the 18th. There's a closing. Uh, there's a closing at Geary Contemporary for Rhythm Garden. Should I show up to that? Hosted I by a friend of the pod, Alan. I mean, I'll be there. I think people will be there. Okay. You, you don't have to show up, but we'll if you're how, if yeah. you're if you're in, in New York and you so want to yeah. come to the closing, it's Geary Contemporary. It's uh somewhere down yonder. It's on Varick Street. I think it's 185 Varick. It's not really on Varick. It's close to Varick. Don't it's, not, it's don't on conf- an avenue. Excuse me. Please stop splitting hairs and confusing the listeners. Let's just say it's 185 Varick and. Uh, 
It doesn't matter. Nobody listens to this anyway. Okay, whatever. Well, we'll see you on that. You can see us on the Instagrams. What a shit show. I'm so sorry about this episode. It was pretty bad. Oh, shut up. It was fine. It was better than the first fucking 20 minutes. Man, this is bad. I feel like we should start over. <laughs> I don't want to have to edit anymore. And I was on such oh, a high because that, that last one we put up, I didn't have to edit really at all. Oh. And now this one, it's like, oh, geez, we're going to have to go for two hours and do a lot of chopping and screwing. All right. Here this, we go. This is no good. Take two. Yeah, take right. two. We're starting over. All right. Sunny boys. Burn boys in the house. Burn, burn boys. Burn boys.